Hello, Michelle Laurie here, and as promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane, and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio, or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so you know we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian True Crime Live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning, that it's not suitable for children, and it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast, so Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. I am an optimist by nature, 
But I really do think that had Tina Greer been born just a few years later, it could have made a very big difference to the way things have turned out for her and for our guest today, her daughter, Lily. We still have a long way to go, I know, when it comes to eradicating the issues these two came up against and to building a safe and equitable society in Australia for women and girls. But Lily, who's still a breathtakingly young woman, has witnessed incredible changes in our country's cultural makeup and she isn't afraid to take advantage of them. She has a confidence I think her mother would be incredibly proud of and probably a bit in awe of. The forces that created Lily's mum in a lot of ways and definitely contributed to how Tina saw herself just don't wield the power or the influence in this country that they once did. Those privileges have been lost to them in a relatively short period of time, considering how long they had them. Institutions that were unquestionable in Australia simply aren't anymore. And in their place, people like Lily have seized opportunities to change our perceptions of what people deserve in this life. Lily has made great use of social media and today she podcasts with us to continue her fight for her mum and to support other families like theirs. She was raised Jehovah's Witness, uh, as was I for a period of time when she didn't have custody of me. Uh, So obviously that has its own whole set of circumstances and ways that you view the world and I believe that influenced her relationships a lot in terms of like her perspectives on men. Her mum died when she was 16, I believe, from melanoma. And then she kind of had to look after her brothers and her life started really, it just wasn't a great start, I suppose. So you can kind of see how, what happened. You can kind of see that it started from a young age. So for instance, she was sexually assaulted by a member of the church. So it was a hard start, but she was so bubbly and positive despite it all. Like everyone has their bad days, but she was just such like a charismatic person and that wasn't like the focus of her life and she really did an amazing job at like still cultivating like so much happiness. And then she obviously had me when she was 19, so that's quite young, but she threw herself into it. So she and my dad met, they, they didn't stay together. And then, yeah, that, that was kind of her introduction to life. And then she had issues with alcohol and domestic violence, hence why I got taken away. Uh, so child services was involved. How old were you when you were taken from her custody? Six-ish, I believe. And when you say that she had alcohol problems and there was domestic violence, do you mean that she was violent? Um, I believe she defended herself, but it was mainly a slew of violent partners. She wasn't violent towards you? No, no. And then, yeah, for about six years, she was learning to be a good parent, doing all the courses, doing all the things, ticking all the boxes, regaining custody. At the beginning, it was monitored. It was one of those like two-hour things. And then gradually you get more rights as you go through it. And I was spending weekends with her. And then obviously we were a bit rebellious so she would uh, sneak and drive literally two hours to come see me after school for 20 minutes like we were so close throughout that time like I have a whole stack of letters that we would write each other I had like a secret phone because I wasn't supposed to be talking to her like that's I'm so grateful that we did that because those are like my best memories with her and that kept us close and also she didn't have really anybody else because she was experiencing such an abusive relationship we're each other's lifelines, I suppose you could say. 
you must have been racked with worry when you weren't together about how she, if she was okay. Yes. And the difficult thing is because it was a secret that I knew that all this was happening, I couldn't tell anyone and it would jeopardise like the custody situation. So, yeah, when we, she would tell me about it but pretty openly because I guess she, I was all she had, vice versa. It was extremely hard. Um, so there was a lot of instances where she did disclose violence and literally say goodbye because she thought she was going to be murdered and in that situation, I couldn't do anything. And she's also like two hours away. I'm like a 10-year-old. It's a very full-on stuff, yeah. But, yes, so she did regain custody. We moved into a little granny flat, very modest, started decorating. It was just like life is looking up. Yeah, amazing. And you're like 12, 13, like. Yeah, yeah. Was she in a relationship at that time? So she had broken it off and, and she had come from just living with him to us getting our own place. And obviously this man, uh, extremely violent, controlling and obsessive, he started stalking this house and the violence was, I wouldn't say heightening because it was always really extreme violence, but it was getting yeah, dangerous and he was lashing out because she had left and making threats and our car was vandalised, all that type of stuff. So she didn't have a job for the their entirety of their relationship and he had made her financially reliant on him. So I believe she would have still been relying on him for income or money or help. And also she didn't know and we didn't know that it was him stalking us. We had no clue who it was. So we were actually, it was a a tactic from him though. You can see like really clearly now that like he's trying to get her back through fear. How long were you together in in the granny flat? What happened? We lived there, I think we moved in at the beginning of December and then she went missing on the 18th of January. So it was a very short time, yeah. Because we were being stalked, the car was vandalized and we didn't have any money. So we didn't have a washing machine. So she thought, oh, I'll go use his tools to sand back the car so it doesn't rust and do our washing. At his house? Yes, which is about two hours, an hour and a half away. So she dropped, um, and we went with my friend and her mum at the time as well. So she dropped us all back. I got some clothes for a sleepover. She's going to spend the night at Les's house. I'm going to spend the night at my friend's house. Then she's going to come back the next day, pick me and my friend up. We're going to have another sleepover. And she was supposed to come back at 5 p.m. on the Thursday. And, yeah, the Wednesday was the last time I saw her. She had arranged to come at about 5. So my friend and I were actually being really naughty, I suppose. that, Or my mum would have been angry at me because she was very protective. So we had went to this park in, like, Canungra area. It's called, like, Sharp Park. And, yeah, we actually took a long time to get home. And I was like, she should have come on this road by now. And she was also really, like, active text-wise, like, I'm going to be three minutes late, Lily, like that type of thing. And then that just never happened. So who eventually reported your mum missing? Her, my mum's friend and the the mum of the other girl that I was with. The girl that you were staying with? Yeah. It was and not until the 21st that she was actually reported missing because I think also with Les, he's a motorcycle club member, so there's a lot of fear with everyone that knows the dynamic of, like, are we going to be uh, negatively impacted by talking to police about this if it's a false alarm? Like all of that stuff was going around. So what So what did you do? You just 
stayed at that girl's house that night and yeah I ended up staying there for another like three four months they ended up having some like custody of me for a while and then things got really bad obviously like emotionally like my whole world just collapsed in front of me so I then moved in with my uncles at the beginning they thought because of the nature of her background and who she was dating oh she's probably ran away and it wasn't taken seriously but when you know the story and the lengths that we had gone to to have this new life it's just not a possibility I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra Start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to 1 full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today. That's j u v e d e r m.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. So, for a long time, I didn't, I guess, cope healthily. I self harmed a lot. I was very suicidal, but there was that 1% chance like she might be alive. So, don't die. You got to just keep going for her in case she's alive. And I was keeping her clothes, like she's going to need them if she comes back type of thing. But then the years pass and she's, yeah, it's very obvious she's dead. And then for a while I just put all my energy into like trying to do school and just, yeah, being busy and not processing it as what it was because my family aren't the like talkers and just like get on with your life. So I tried to do that for a long time. So then I finally get the opportunity. I'm an adult. I'm thinking like 
I can't just keep putting this to the side. Like this is wrong what happened and it's not being looked at properly. And I find out that he dies um, in 2018. He died in a car accident. So that's a really unfortunate part about these cases, like the main suspect has died, but they believe that he had help. He was never formally interviewed by police. No. So he refused to interview, like go to interview. But the thing about this and Les is, yes, he's a known criminal. He then goes and buys a new mattress the next day on the Thursday, queen size mattress, seen at a petrol station going and getting these black plastic bags on the 20th. That will be the Friday, I believe it was. He gets a friend to to go to the dump, take the queen-size mattress to the dump and other waste. And, yeah, he's like a known criminal with all of this. So you've got all of this paired with the fact that her car is found seven, eight kilometres from his house. She's supposed to turn right to come get me. That's left at a dead-end lookout. All of her stuff's in the car, her phone's in the car, the washing's not done and the car's standing back. Paired with the neighbours reporting that they heard a woman like yelling and saw a car driving around slowly like in torchlights or whatever that night prior on the Wednesday night. So there's all of these things that think like it's this man, like everything is pointing to him yet he's never gives a formal interview. You think what were the police doing? Maybe they did do their due diligence but I haven't heard about it. Then it ramped up and then there was a reward and I got more involved with it and then it went back to being uh, like a cold case. Homicide just exhausted their options and then it went to the coroner's court and this is where we talk about what happened last year. It was with the coroner for like a year so obviously they're like over un- inundated with like deciding how people died so I was calling them for like a year, like, have you made a decision? What happened? Is it going to be an inquest? And I just assumed it would be an inquest because of all of these unanswered questions. And the first coroner who wrote the coronial report said, no inquest, not in the public interest. Her death could not have been prevented. And after just hearing all of these situations and services that let her down, it's very clear that uh, her death definitely could have been prevented. All domestic violence deaths can be prevented with early intervention and education uh, and resources. (laughs) So to read that, I just thought, are you fucking joking? Sorry, excuse my language. No, go for it. So how did you turn this from, no, we don't need an inquest into, yes, we're having one? So started the Tina Greer project, which is like where we are today, and made it my mission to get people interested and care about her and the case and all of the injustices And the easiest way I thought, well, petition, like signatures, people, public interest. And then obviously educating yourself in this sector. Like if you don't know anything about domestic violence, then you can't advocate for the person who's died due to that. So, yeah, it was like a long seven months. But thankfully having that much like awareness, public awareness, public support, started a change.org petition, got like 23,000 signatures and just really put myself like blasted it everywhere. And then going and speaking to the attorney general, she then recommended, because like I obviously appealed, 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 and then it goes to the Queensland coroner, makes the final decision. And then thankfully he said, yes, inquest. God. So do you have a date? Yeah. Yeah. 5th of August. So soon. How it currently is, is because they want to make lots of recommendations and there's issues that will be explored. The current way that it's being looked at is very much so like, oh, what can we do? 
like to fix it, which is great, but I still want to find her. Yeah, we want persons of interest. Yeah. Or associates of. Yes. So like the man that dumped the mattress. He's on yes. the list. The list of witnesses was like five originally. So we've I've, we've tried to make it like 20 at the moment because I still very yeah. much so I'm <laughs> trying to find out where she is. Whilst these recommendations are great, my focus is still like, we still want to find out what happened. It's like what people don't understand is I have nothing to lose. So it's like even if a lot of people are like, are you prepared for the worst outcome, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't stop here for me. Like she was my world, still is, and this is all I've ever known. So obviously like adults and other family members are like, put it behind you. And I'm like, no, this is my life and I'm never stopping. Yeah, I don't plan on stopping um, being and working in this space and the Teen Career Project is very much so um, going to be the main fixture of my life moving forward. Yeah. Do you think about that, what it will grow into when this part of it is done? Yeah, so I started it for her and to get awareness, but I also want the goal, like the kind of slogan that I have for it is um, conversations that provoke change in terms of domestic violence, missing persons and homicide. So I guess my I have big plans and goals for it, but it's just working in like the advocacy space and educating people and creating a community for other people that are going through these experiences and hopefully making it better for people in the future so it's not this traumatic and just being like a positive voice in it all. Thank you to our guest today, Lily Greer. You'll find links to Lily's socials in the show notes to this episode and on our social media pages. And we'll definitely keep you up to date with the inquest into Tina's disappearance. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 139276 or 13yarn.org.au. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, Michelle Laurie here, and as promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so you know we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.